everybody. Welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm John McPherson, and I am here with my friend, my dear friend, a great lady, and I can say all these things, and I know that she has, she might feel the same way, but what I will say is, is I had the honor of being installed as the president of Winston-Salem Regional Association of Realtors by that lady right, that lady right there. <laughs> Right here. Hey there. This point it was one. Miss Ruth Hudspeth. How are you, Ruth? I'm doing well. And that was one of the biggest honors of my career, John, and I'm life in now. general. So, well, it, it's, yeah. it's funny when someone shows up to your office unannounced after they were just on the phone with you to verify you were at your office and then start crying at your desk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we both started crying. We did. So and I, what an go. honor. I mean, what is it with tears in you, man? I don't know. We were well, setting yeah. up for this, and I'm still wiping away the tears. Here's, I just don't. You want me to get the tears over here again? Come here. Tell tell Ruth. Hey, <laughs> buddy, here comes. Don't do it. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, you precious, love her precious somewhere. girl. Yep. Yep. All right. So go on. Get out of here. You're 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 gonna make my guests cry. Um, so. <laughs> You know, we got three, and of course, you're my first guest with three on the back end now. So we got three on the front end, three on the back end. The first three questions we ask on Camel City Chat of all of our guests. Yep. Number one, where are you from, and how long have you been in Winston? So I originated, I moved here from Rolla, Missouri in 1988. Right. You're a big KU fan. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Deacon fan, yeah, right. and um, my mom was actually born and raised here, and my husband was born and raised here, and my mom met my father here, right. so I consider myself a townie. Yeah, you've earned it. I think you've <laughs> earned it. Um, all right, so where's your favorite place to eat? I love Milner's, and I hope everybody supports them. I got to say, too, though, I love Fratelli's, too. Hey, Algernon just put it out there. They're back. Um, yeah, I'm they are. Get something. And, Man, um, I'll tell you that for Telly's salad. Oh. Yeah. And but since I you just, said Milner's, let's talk about the, uh, the fried green tomato sandwich over at Milner's. Oh, I love their brunches. Their steak with the egg and hash brown casserole. It's just wonderful. And their bar is just okay. Oh, yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the one thing that both of the pe those places have in common is wonderful people. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful people. Yep. So I'm, I'm proud of you for not taking the mayor's thing of, oh, there's a lot of great places to eat in Winston-Salem. And so throwing out those two, they're great restaurants. And of course, you know, um, I know that Fratelli's is not that far away from home. So that's, that's a... We that's can a walk, nice, yeah. you know. So that's, and, you know, that's really nice. One thing about restaurants is sometimes you'll get into them and they'll be, uh, um, they'll have a big crew or something like that. Fratelli's is great just to go sit in the bar and get a, get a meal. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I'll throw in putters too. Yep, putters. I got to throw in putters is wonderful. All right. So my kid's now changing the lighting in here. Laura, turn the light back on. That's why it's on. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it, please. You're interrupting the show. Thank you, baby. Now, Thank you. Only because it's you, Ruth, will I let her be in here with me. She wanted so <laughs> bad to see Ruth, 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 Ruth. So um, now, uh, the, third, uh, the third question is, is what's your favorite thing to do in Winston? Um, 
does it have, can it be Stokes County or does it need to be Winston-Salem? If you're going to tell me about going up to the farm, then that's okay. But what's your favorite thing to do around Winston-Salem? Hang out on my deck with my husband and friends. Right. Yeah. And you're not very far away from Renolda House either. That's always good. Too. We, we are so lucky to be where we are. Well, your backyard we can, is Graylin and Renolda House. Yeah, we so can go. We can you. walk for miles and miles and miles right here in Winston-Salem and never feel like we're in the city. Yeah. Walking through Renolda Gardens and Graylin and all of those areas. We love to do that. Well, it, it is a nice, it's it's a nice area over that Buena Vista side of town, down, down Rinalda and things like that. You know, I had John on from Rinalda Gardens and he was telling me, I always think Rinalda Gardens is right there behind the, uh, I always thought it was right there behind the, um, you know, the greenhouse, but it's actually goes all the way from Coliseum all the way down past the university and all that's all considered. Oh yeah. We, we, we have friends that live over off of Coliseum in a neighborhood there, we can walk from our house to the back gate of their house through Rinalda Gardens and through the woods down there at Wake Forest. And it actually comes up to the gate at the back of their house. And they wow. meet us there holding a beer. So, yeah. Wow. Cause that's, that's now getting, is that getting over towards where my, my Angelou lived? Yes. Right, that's what I thought. That okay, neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're getting over towards Old Town Country Club. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right, Ruth, we got to be hard hitting with you. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, I, I can't let you off the hook easy. So I want everyone to know the story that I tell about half my clients when, when, you know, we work together. And that is you couldn't afford your first house at the closing table. What, what happened? What are you saying? I'm missing. I'm missing the I point. I said you here. couldn't afford your first house at the closing table. This is how it all. Oh, started. how I got in. No, I wasn't at the closing table. I applied for the mortgage and we didn't qualify. Oh, okay. I thought this was at the closing table. No, 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 well, no. After thirty, we, what? Um, after seventeen years now, I finally Parker, get the clarification. It was the fourth of July in 1988. Right. And D. Parker from Cobalt Banker, wonderful woman. Right. Um, left a family picnic to get the contract and, and gave me some names to call for my loan. And this is in the way back, right? Dawn of time. And we were $800 short of having enough income to qualify for the mortgage. Right. And so um, that lender actually hired me for $800 a month <laughs> so that we could qualify for our first home loan. And that was your introduction to mortgage? Yes. Correct. So you were hired as an underwriter? No, closing department. Closing department, okay. Closing department. Used to, back in the day, we would drive. Lynn Choate, who is still with me. Right. Um, we still work together, trained me in the closing department. Right. And we would have to drive, physically drive the collateral packages. Remember Nations Bank downtown? Nothing was electronic. Right. I mean, we had one of those little pouches full of all the money for the appraisals and all the notes and everything and would have to physically take all of that to the bank. Yep. yep. That was part of my part of my job. Right. And so now, um, well, let's let's do a little bit. So you 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 were with a company, you left the company, uh, and and were partnered with someone that I went to school with. What what is Billy Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah, we so, have been together for many, many moons. We actually 
He's your um, work husband. Yeah, my work husband. I, how lucky am I to not just have one incredible partner, but to have two. Yep. I mean, a lot of people have trouble finding just one. And I wound up with two of the best in life with my husband and my work husband, for sure. And, and so you, you were out of town, decided to- Well, start- we owned a, a mortgage company, a brokerage company together right. that Bill ran. He was the president there. And I was a loan officer, a senior vice president at another lending institution. And when everything hit in 07, we came together and opened this branch for Fairway. So I guess I, I, I want people to realize how wonderful it has gone for you. And it's not, it's, it's all about the people. It's all about the people. And it's all about the people. Um, but it's also all about you, whether you want to believe it or not. Uh, you and your partner, um, uh, both you and Bill have been uh, pillars in the uh, the lending a- of this area. Um, we'll talk about some crazy things that you've pulled off when you have real estate agents like me work with you. Um, don't you dare chuckle. Um, but um, so started off, it was uh, Bill had a co- how many people were, were at the company that, that you guys had together? We started Fairway in December of 07 and there were five people. There were five of us. Five people in one branch. Five people, one branch. Uh, you want to kind of give me just a taste of where we are now? Uh, 60 plus people in several branches. You go all the way down to Wilmington? Fayetteville. We're Fayetteville. another area manager as the Wilmington area. Okay. We are, our main concentration is triad. You know, Winston, Greensboro, High Point, Burlington. We have a location in Burlington. We have a location in Asheboro. We have a location, um, several in Winston. And we have in Fayetteville. And we also have um, a Shalote area. Right. So, and then I also am an area manager of some of the South Carolina folks in Hilton Head and some other places. Right. And, and what a wonderful turn this has been for you. I mean, you, uh, you know, Fairway has, huh? I'm blessed. Amen. Yeah. I mean, Fairway, uh, I remember when you first uh, got with them, they had, you know, they had that arsenal of funds and you felt that they were a good company to match with you. Um, you know, uh, I think I'm now going to take the record um, you've talked before about how you've been able to do a closing in a certain number of days. I think this one's going to take it. Um, I'm we'll learning. do it as quick as we'll do it as quick as the as the regulations allow. How about yeah, that? Right, yeah. ten days. Ten okay. days, um, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Uh, but um, you know, a lot of times I have you on. We talk about how to get a loan and stuff like that. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about you. Um, <laughs> And uh, well, it's I, an interesting time in the mortgage industry. We're going to talk about a lot some. to talk about. We are going to talk about some, but I, I want to know how we get to how, how we got to Ruth because I all I know of you is, is you've got a wonderful mom. I love uh, love her. She's awesome. I've been able to hug her. Put a mask on her and you and give her a hug. Can't uh, can't get in the gate at Salem Town, and I'm glad. Right. I'm yeah. glad. You know. That's awesome. 
Well, um, I would tell you that my dad would hug you, but you don't want to hug him. He's been in the hospital and he's I, out now, but he's fine. I think the only safe way for us to go through this together is everyone needs to act like they have it mm -hmm. and they don't want to give it to anyone else, not their family, not their friends, not their peers, not the dude on the street. Until people start acting that way, it's not, oh, I don't want to catch it. It needs to be, oh, I don't want to give it to anyone. And just pretend you have it. Things would move a lot better, I think, if people thought that way. It's, it's interesting you say that because that's the same mentality of my next question. Um, and that is that, that you are a giver. Um, and you think differently than a whole bunch of people out there. Um, and what I mean by that is, is yeah, everyone is, is, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. Um, uh, and, and you're like, you, you've always thought differently. And when we come to, you're a giver, most people will make a donation or something here, that, that those type of things, and they support things. But you are crazy insane when it comes to certain aspects. And what I mean by that is, is how long have you been supporting the Center for Home Ownership? Decades, a couple of decades. You teach classes, you've done that, you sponsored classes. Tell me about that charity, because I know that's near and dear to your heart that you... Yeah, they're just a really great, Phyllis Caldwell is awesome. And um, they're a great organization who helps people um, understand what's available as far as grant funds, um, assistance with, with building your credit, um, understanding Habitat. They have great educational classes and budget classes. And just a lot of things I think um, maybe we don't do in our school systems to prepare people for buying a home and owning a home. And it's just a great place. They've helped so many people. Yeah, you know, I had Pam on and uh, I'm supposed to have Phyllis on here soon. Um, She's awesome, yes. And she She's is. awesome. Yes. I've known her for years and, and um, uh, just through just meeting her, seeing her different places. And she's she's just a she's a ball of energy uh doesn't like the word no um and really fights for uh for for not only uh financial responsibility but also for rights and yeah uh, yeah so she is she does a good job um a lot of people you know it's it's interesting to me is you know we get into some of the different things that with regards to real estate and stuff there there are people that support um you know this or that but it just seems that you are one who really dives into your industry and um, you know, top producers sometimes don't give back to their, their own industry. And you're one that is paying for years now for uh, supportive classes and, and, and things like that. You, you're the first person that any realtor calls when they need help with stuff, you sponsor things, you, um, you invest in your industry. I know you, you're smiling there because I'd hate to know what your the figures going through your mind that you you put into you know you started out with agents just hey I help you pay for part of your ad in the, the old homes and land or something like that it's just you don't I think my thing with you is is you've supported so many careers and that's what I like the most about you the trait that I don't know that you realize you have and that is you certainly are one person that's higher up on the ladder that reaches back and you you don't try to just help one person up you try to reach everybody up. Well, that's kind. I, I feel like it really, the credit should go to my parents. You know, a lot of it is um, I was raised to believe that you only get when you give. Right. If you get without giving, 
it, it feels weird. There's something wrong with that. So if you get, you should be giving too. But better than that, if you start with giving, you will get. Now, where? how old were you when you came here from uh, uh, Missouri? 24-ish. What was 88? And I'm 56. So I think I was 24. All right. So um, do those numbers add up? I don't have my calculator. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, you don't have a financial calculator in front of you, do you? Um, but uh, quit reaching for it. No, no, no. HP 12C. Well, I don't get one, better than this puppy. Hey, well, I think one's in the drawer at my office. Um, so, question. What made you come to Winston-Salem, North Carolina? So, um, my first husband, mm -hmm. who... I am not married to anymore. That's why I said my first. We both graduated from an engineering school in Rolla, Missouri. And we sort of had a bet. Um, you know, whoever gets the first job, the best job offer, that's where we'll go. Right. And he was geological engineer and I got an econ degree. So obviously the engineer got the better job offer. Um, and we went to Chicago and that company that he was working for there, I went to work at the Board of Trade for a while and then the EPA. And then um, he, the company, the engineering firm he was working for had a job here to decommission the old AT&T plant on Hawthorne Road. Yeah. And it was just dragging on and on. And finally they said, do you want to relocate to Winston-Salem? And we were like, yeah, because the irony of it is I had been coming here since I was a baby every year. We would drive, you know, the three kids in the back of the Plymouth, a uh, thousand miles across country for Christmas because my mom's family was from here. My dad's family was in Aberdeen, you know, so we, we had known this area for, since I was a kid. Right. And then there was some black and gold that influenced you to stay here a little bit. Well, actually, I went back and got my MBA in 93, mm -hmm. 94, and I went back to school, uh, well, A, because my family's addicted to school. I mean, there were five of us in my immediate family, and there are 18 degrees, and I only have two of them, so that tells you something. I'm the, I'm the black sheep undereducated one, and, but I went back to MBA school because I thought maybe I wanted a change in careers, um, and what I learned is... I got a dang good gig. Yeah. So it actually, a lot of money later taught me I'm right where I need to be. But I learned a lot, made a lot of great connections. Um, you know, I learned to love statistics and things that um, perhaps I hadn't, you know, I didn't know as much about. So it was a really good thing that, that I went back to school. And got a taste of the da -da 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 -da. Go Deeks. Yeah. Yeah, you love them, big deacon have. friend. Yeah. yeah, huge deacon friend. Well, there's a group of us, and most of them are realtors, right? Um, or property managers, or some affiliation. Um, have been going to the basketball games together for a quarter of a century. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, I always, you know, I I, I want to ask some questions about Winston Salem, and we'll pepper them throughout. One. One that I want to ask is because you you're here about the same time I was, and that is where was Winston when you got here? <laughs> and we kind of talked about this ahead of time. So what what do you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I can speak from, from an 88 when I got here. Right. When I was a kid, it was all about my grandma's house. But I can talk a little bit about that. She was 1817 Everett Street. Okay. And for those that are familiar, that's right across the street from Baptist Hospital. And it's a big parking garage now. Okay. <laughs> I remember jogging on the parking garage while they were building it with my grandmother when she was still alive. Um, she owned a florist shop. She right. was big in Girl Scouts around here. She had a babysitting agency that actually babysat for the Reynolds and the Haynes. And she had some incredible stories. You always wonder how much of it was fiction, but she was an incredible woman. And my mom met my dad who was, um, he went through seminary at Duke right. and he was in the chaplain's program at Baptist. And that's sort of how they met. And I always had heard of this story from my dad about how he fell in love with my mom when she was wearing a black bathing suit. Right. And I, you know, I got this, I bought this place up near hanging, it's at the foot of Cook's Wall, and it looks up at, at Hanging Rock State Park. And I took my mom up there, and the first time we were there together, she looked up and she said, that's where I was wearing that black bathing suit. Wow. They had been on a, like a youth group, thing and she was one of the chaperones and my dad was the minister and they were having this youth group function up there mm -hmm. and and she said that's 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 where I became a twinkle in in life really that's where my parents fell in love and now I get to look up there right you know all the time it's a pretty cool story it is that's awesome yeah. so Winston when I moved here in 88 it was not about the downtown area <laughs> there was, I mean, nobody went downtown, right? And the Hawthorne curve, everybody, you know, trucks flying off of it and all of those stories. So there, Winston was really more, um, it's hard to explain. We just didn't really have a downtown, right? Right. No, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Chester's was underneath the bridge and Chester was under. Yeah. 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 Was it the Rose exactly. and Thistle? Rose and Thistle. There was also a grocery store somewhere down there. Yeah, I, don't uh, I don't know if it was a food line or something. We used to walk down to the grocery store that this is in the way back though. Right. This is like back in the seventies, early seventies. And um, I remember we used to, my grandma used to get a bottle of mad dog and hide it underneath everything in the shopping cart. <laughs> so um you uh see i mean you know coming here all those different times that's it's it's got to be what what's your favorite thing that you've seen change huh i think downtown you know um old salem's basically the same i mean they've done some different things but i used to you know i love going to old salem right but you can't change that too much because then you're changing old Salem, right? But new downtown, right? I love. I love walking around. I love all the arts. You know, the things, the way that downtown has grown slow. And, you know, I think maybe the highway put a hurt on some people. But um, I think it's, it's amazing to be able to walk around and enjoy downtown Winston. It is amazing to um, to see, you know, the highway put the hurting on people, and then a month later, then we've got COVID. Um, it's I sad, know, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's super so sad. sad. I know so that sad. you you have been 
very, very precise and exact in how you're handling this. Um, you know, I've kidded with you about, let me come over and give you a hug. And you're like, stay the heck away from my house. Um, you're, you know, but you got to pretend like you got it. That's right. How is, how's your staff handling it? What, what are you doing there at the office? You're well, we are lucky to have really incredible leadership. Steve Jacobson, I don't even know what day it was, but it was early on, like towards the end of February, uh, maybe third week or something when, you know, they, they, we had 7,500 employees, give or take a hundred. And he, within a matter of days, had everyone, everything they needed to be able to do everything remotely. Mm-hmm. And people that were displaced, he found them places in, in the company doing other things. Um, you know, we have a trainer at the main corporate office. They got a job, right. you know, so he's just incredible. And, and he's very firm also about keeping us safe. That's cool. And, and, and I said, I didn't want to talk too much about lending, but I think it's important for people to hear this. Um, guidelines are already changing, which is sad that they're, yeah, yeah, see. It's sad that they're changing um, because of the fact that uh, um, with what we're going through. So what are some of the things that you've seen happen that have already? Well, the number one thing that's, that's creating issues is forbearance, right? And the CARES Act. And explain for, forbearance. Forbearance is when they came out and said, you don't have to make a house payment. You, all you have to do is say that it's you going have to, to pay your house. You don't have to prove it. Just right. everybody stop making your house payments. You, you I didn't say it exactly like that, but that's, sort of how it got interpreted, right? And that wasn't very well thought through. Um, and, and people need to be very careful about this. Obviously, right now we need to assist people who have lost their jobs and can't make their house payment. But if you haven't lost your job, you need to keep making your house payment. Right. You borrowed the money, you need to pay it back. You know, so um, the the lots of unintended consequences from the way that was handled. And we've been very active with, you know, our political reps and all of that to, to see if we can make changes. But the initial margin calls that came out in our industry because of unintended consequences were just billions of dollars. You can't even imagine. And so when companies have to start using their piggy bank to stay afloat, they're gonna get more conservative. So the credit box has gone just like it did in 08. It's just, you know, it's a lot tighter than it was. So you've got higher credit scores, less availability of programs. Jumbo market's gone, man. You want a jumbo loan, it's gonna be really hard to find that. And what's a jumbo loan? The non-conforming, you know, 600,000. It's, it's, you know, the higher loan amounts. Um, those just, that whole market is, is just absent right now. And it's, what, do, what it's, were you telling me the other day about credit scores? Credit scores requirements have gone up across the industry and it depends on the lender. You know, the, some, some banks might be at 680, some lenders might be at 640 and some might still be at 620, but it's not consistent, right? It's all over the board right now. And rates are the same. Right. Um, rates are artificially high right now because who wants a bunch of loans that people aren't going to make their house payments? And why people, I think, think they need to be careful about forbearance. Um, they say, oh, it doesn't hurt your credit, right? Everybody's heard that. It's not going to affect your credit score. It's not going to show as a delinquency. 
all of that is true. But what is not, what people don't understand, it still says forbearance on the trade line under comments. And if you have a forbearance on comments, on a trade line, on your credit report, Fannie nor Freddie will let you get another loan, which is basically a standard conventional loan. You are ineligible for 12 months. So if you buy a house now, go into forbearance and come February, some economists are projecting rates in the twos. I don't know if I believe that or not, but let's just say it happens. You won't be eligible to refinance. Not only that, if you're selling, you have your house listed right now for sale and you've chosen to go into forbearance, you can't get another loan to buy another house. So you're going to be renting for 12 months. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, anytime, well, I knew this, and that is anytime someone sells you, there's no problems with something that's not, doesn't sound right. It isn't going to be good. And, and <laughs> the other, the other thing is, is you take those three months, you don't pay for forbearance. You put them on the back end of a 30 year loan and do the interest payment. It's just outrageous, man. Yeah. And, and I, it is a necessary thing gosh knows we gotta help people right now no question about it but right? only use it if it's if, if well i think what they should have said is this is only prior to this date maybe the end of february early march after that if you buy a house during a pandemic you better be sure you can make your house payment <laughs> right they shouldn't have said you can get a loan during this and then be eligible for forbearance, right? It's crazy. I mean, I understand that people are impacted that got loans three or four years ago and now they're out of work. What I don't understand is somebody getting a loan right now and then immediately going into forbearance. Well, I mean, who'd be crazy? That doesn't make any sense. Who'd be crazy enough to buy a house during a pandemic anyway? like a million people <laughs> it's busy out there yeah. we actually fairway as a company had the best month in history in april yeah you told me that and you know we're getting our other house as, as you very well know we're getting our other house ready for sale now um but you know it's it, it is one of those situations where um you know if you need it please dear god use it oh yes but do not don't don't you hey this is unintended consequences because yeah. we're all going to pay for it. Yeah. The taxpayers, you're going to pay for your own forbearance, basically. Well, I, I went out and got a PPP loan for my staff, okay? Mm -hmm. And I am doing everything possible to document how I'm using it to make sure that they're not going to call me on it. If they are, they are. But I mean, I'm all, I'm trans, I've got it over here in savings. And then what I'm doing is I'm transferring in just the amount that I'm allowed to transfer in to make um, the payment. And you know, I'm trying to do it that way because I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know if I would, I, I may have had to lay my team off if, and this is my admin staff, I may have had to lay them off. Yeah. Not. I mean, I'm getting some sales in, but it's not what I would expect. Well, I got to tell you. Um, it's good though. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of refis too. And, you know, we're, we're more of a purchase you know, that's more of our niche than refis, but we're lucky, right? All, uh -huh. In my business, we can all work from home now. Everything's electronic. You can DocuSign everything. I can, you can text me pictures of your driver's license. I can upload them into the file. 
So we can do all of that. And we can also turn up the refi volume if the purchases fall off. Right. You don't have that luxury. You don't have another spigot if people aren't buying houses. Right. Or selling houses. Well, well I, I do, but I really don't want to start building houses in the middle of a pandemic either because of the fact that, you know. Although we need some affordable housing, man. Big time. And you know, what is affordable? You know, I had Paul Lowe on and we, he and I have argued about it and talked about it. I mean, yeah, I guess it's what, about $600 um, is considered, there's a, a formula or something like that. But I mean, 30, and this is, as Are you a, talking 600 all in? Is that what you're saying? 600 PITI? I think so, yeah. So let's say. That's about 90. You got to make $93,000 loan. Right, okay. That's what that translates to for four. What, do I, what that, do I have to make to, to qualify for a $600 loan? Well, it depends on how much your debt is, right? But assuming you had no debt, you need to be making about 23000 a year. All right. So divided by 52, divided by 40. What's the 23000 I was trying to just be by an hourly wage. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you need to be at about eleven, eleven seventeen. You did all right, dude. That was pretty. Yeah. yeah. What is 11, it? Eleven seventeen an hour, forty hours a week. And see, that's still. Um, we would expect. I mean, that we would still. You can't. I mean, where are you going to find a ninety-three thousand dollar? Right. A bunch of ninety-three thousand dollar houses, right? Now. Right. And where are you going to build them too? Because as you know, yeah. um, uh, I'm a supporter of the. Um, realtor political party, which is purple. And I know that you are aware of it and support it. And um, yes, what I will tell you is, is um, they've now given us figures. We're looking at 30 to 40% of a home price is regulations. Isn't that crazy, Bruce? It's, it's, well, I mean, and the numbers, know, the numbers, I bought my first house in 1988 and it, the cost was um $88,000. I think my 1600 first square foot 94,000 or 87 to 94,000 and that was in 1982. Yeah. 1992. You're older than me. So, I don't know. I don't know where there are a lot of gaps in our society and I think I think those will be highlighted through this. Right. And we need to address the gaps. And I had on um someone that you may know, Nigel Alston. <laughs> Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. And we were talking, he's a great guy. And I'd never really talked to him much. We, we, we talked for, gosh, an hour and then turned around and probably talked another 30 minutes afterwards. And what I will tell you is he, um, uh, he was just talking about different things here and there. And it was, um, it was definitely a, uh, a learning experience for me. I didn't know that where, um, uh, the new Wake Forest campus is was what he had said is, you know, that was, that was Winston-Salem. That was black Winston is what he called it. And, and that, you know, once you came over the, um, the railroad tracks, that was uptown. And, and he was telling me all these different things that, you know, I didn't know about Winston and, and we talked about affordable housing, but I don't know if, if, if you want 
you said $90,000. If you divide that by... Well, if you use six hundred for just principal and interest, it's a different story, right? If, if, so it depends on, you know, you always... It's inputs only... Output's only as good as input. If you're looking at six hundred and you're talking about just the principal and interest, right? that would mean $133,000 mortgage. So, so let's take a $100,000 house and divide it by 125. 800. So that's, that's an 800 square foot house. You know? That if, if that's if, the cost per square. Yeah. yeah. If you're building a house based on you got to pay for permits, you got to get uh, um, the lot price, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you, you got to build a hundred thousand dollar house and it's not going to be that big. And so I know Lou is, and, and he's a, a good friend of yours. I'm sorry. My daughter's pulling my hand down and it's making me slide down in the seat. Um, uh, Hi Laura. <laughs> Hey, she's ready for me to get off the phone. <laughs> no. Um, but I know you're good friends with Lou. I mean, they got, they, I believe they got some grants and stuff to make the area right there at the bottom of um, uh, Peters Creek and stuff. There you got 72 units in there. It's going to be affordable housing, I believe. That's awesome. And, and, you know, so everyone screams affordable housing, affordable housing, but something's got to give. And, and is it, how about a higher minimum wage? How about higher wages? That could be it. But with higher wages come higher costs. And then the other thing is, is, you know, you've got, I think one thing is, is there, I've got a friend of mine that bought a place in Hainstown. And one of the requirements that he has to do for public, for PB, you know, pedestrian business is put in a bicycle rack in front or behind, in front of his place of, that he's renting out to a plumber. Now, I don't know about you, Ruth, but the last time I biked over to pay my plumbing bill, you know, so, but they're putting that onus on, uh, they're putting that onus on the, um, on the individual. I had it's a always a balance. There's always a middle of the road. Um, you know, they're the bike rack. They want to, the, the, they want to encourage, right. you know, you but, know, transportation, easier for people. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm why not, not put it on enough. the corner? You know, why does it have to be, why does each one of those places have to have a bike rack? I don't know. I did. I, there's, but there's probably a reason. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. This is above my pay grade. And it's above, way just, above mine. Don't worry. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can just, you know, I can just say we, we do lack affordable housing across and we need to the find country. It across and, the country and that's what nigel talked about is is you know everyone just talks about it, nothing gets done what we need to do is lock oh, people true. in a room until yep. they come out with a solution and one of those solutions may be hey instead of requiring this maybe we don't require that to make it incentive you know rich for the individual contractor because let's be honest no one wants to do something that they're going to lose money on mm-hmm you know, Ruth, give me $10. Why? Because I just want $10. You know, what's the benefit to someone doing this or that? And if the benefit is, is, hey, I may not be able to make 10% on something. Hey, I have to make 5%, but I still break even or make some money, but then I'm able to, 
you know, provide someone with affordable housing, then that's a different story. But we can't ask contractors out there. To that's a different thing. They could do tax credits. Right. They could do land grants. I mean, there's there's a there's a, a whole tool belt of ways. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. We need to get serious about it. Because I mean, and that's where we go back to what I was talking about with you. You are phenomenal when it comes to supporting people owning homes. And, you know, I personally know that I wouldn't be successful in real estate, as I told you that day, without your support through real estate radio, without your support when I make, you know, I don't really know if I would call it a mistake, but when things happen, um, and uh, you didn't smile as big as I thought you would on that one. Um, but, uh, you know, basically what, what's going to happen with our industry, um, are you, can you still hear me? Ah, that's what happened. I knew that you went, went dark there for a second. I think one thing that, that I know you love to talk about more than anything else in the world is as we get close to the end of this, let me finish up there. Sorry we had the technical glitch there, is you love to talk about you and how much you do for others. I mean, there's just nothing that you love more in the world than this. This is like my favorite. It's, I mean, I'm watching you spin back and forth on the on the in the chair there because you're just so like thanks john i really didn't appreciate that well your character is what you do when no one's watching john i i know but so what i, I guess what i uh, you know i yeah I, I i what is it it's um is it character what is it i thought that was like ethics is what you're told to do and morals are what you do when no one else is watching or something like and when some yeah but so I don't think a lot of us would be realtors without you. I'm going to say that, okay? <clears throat> I mean, I, I can say that you consistently have helped my career. Um, and I'll try the joke now that when I've realized that you're frozen. I mean, whether it be that, you know, hypothetically, maybe a mistake. Well, it really wasn't that big of a mistake, um, you know, on someone's part. You're doing good, though. You're blinking, so I know that you're actually hearing this. <laughs> happened twice now which blows me away in 17 years but no you you're helping one of my clients that didn't realize that they hadn't completed the entire process and you know taking a loan and, and turning it around in 10 days is just astronomically just amazing and i can't say thank you enough when in, in underwriting today yeah yeah it's awesome they are yeah. and i certainly wouldn't be who and what i am right now without the real estate community in this town um, through the last 30 years. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's business, but the real estate community is really my family. Well, you've supported, what I'd say is, is you've supported us, um, you know, emotionally, uh, financially and, and mentally as well. Um, but you know, real estate radio, I mean, you, you support that for what, 11 years and, we're a sponsor of our show and I can't thank you enough. And I mean, uh, I hope that some of the business that, you know, we created helped, helped you out on that sponsorship. But I mean, it's just, you, you, you do everything for everyone. And, and so what is, I mean, is, is looking up at that mountain, is that what you do for yourself and your husband? Yeah. I mean, it, right now, man, it's real hard to do anything. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to stay positive. That's, you know, it's a difficult time. I think we'll learn a lot about ourselves. Um, yeah, what I do for myself is outside 
riding around in the Polaris on the trails, picking up sticks. I pick up a lot of rocks and sticks. Right. But I love to do. Well, I told you there were three on the front and the three on the back end. I actually asked you one of them earlier and that was, you know, Winston Salem, where, where was it and all that kind of stuff. Now, um, this is the hard question that I don't really have. I really haven't asked anybody before, but I want to ask you because I'd like to see you get emotional. No. Um, what do you want to be remembered for Ruth? Um, I, you know, pretty basic. I, I'd like to be remembered for somebody that um, was a good, a good wife, a good daughter, a good sister, a good friend, and a person that does the right thing. You know, uh, it's really important to me to be remembered as someone who was a woman of their word. My word once given is, is yours. And that's important. Yeah. Guess who that is? It's calling right now, your mom. That was Ted. Ted Kelly, yeah. Teddy. Are, are, you, are you going to the gathering coming up? or Thursday, tomorrow. Home? Yeah. We're socially distanced. We're all socially distanced, and I'll be there. I'm, I'm, yeah. Are you coming to that tomorrow? I, yeah, yeah. I was invited. I'm coming. So, yeah, we'll, cool. we'll talk. Cool. Um, so, the last thing is, is where do you see Winston going, or where do you want Winston to go? I like the focus on um, education and research. I think that we're doing a lot uh, from what I've read. I don't have firsthand knowledge of this, but um, a lot of research for this terrible virus. Right. Cool to be um, a leader in, in those types of research R&D areas. Um, but I also want it to be a, a great place for people to raise their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and be able to afford to live here, yeah. and 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 be able to have a house and a backyard and and schools and no hungry kids, and so those are kind of some of the things that that would mean a lot to me. Right. Making sure everybody's got a bed to sleep in and everybody's got a meal to eat. I would like for Winston Salem to be known for that. Well. No one cares you, how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, you know a lot is what I will say. Um, and, and you care way more than you, you know, can, can even be documented. I appreciate you. I'm honored that you're my friend. Um, you, uh, um, your support of those that need it is amazing. Um, your friendship is phenomenal. And what I would say is, is as, whenever anyone says, well, you know, why would you recommend Ruth? I'm like, well, you know, she, she's been doing this since the last, you know, since the eighties and I tell that story. And then I, you know, cause we're not allowed to officially say how many years it has been. You've told me. Um, but the other thing is, is I know where Ruth lives. I know where she <laughs> likes to eat. I know her grocery store. If you know, if you're telling me about some company that's up from the state that I was born in, you know, you can they hold don't me care. Can they hold don't me care in. when they go to bed. Right. Yeah. I, that's the strength of a local lender, even in this age of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, using a local lender, we are held accountable. Right. Well, you know? I, I can't say thank you enough, is all I will say. Is I appreciate still, you. Huh? Is she still there? No, she, she, she had Never. to go. Um, it, it, was getting, it was getting to be like, well, I want to do something. I'm like, well, I'm playing with Ruth right now. Well, okay. So she'll be back, though. But... 
What I will tell you is I love you, babe. You're just awesome. You're the most awesome. Without with your dad. I would love to Zoom with him. We can do that right now as soon as you're done. As soon as this is done. You can we? Yeah, sure. We'll call my dad. But so, yeah, we'll call him in just a second. But no, I really, you know, I kid around, but I mean, I do. I really love you. I mean, you're an awesome friend. You're a great lady. And um, tell tell sweet Glenn I said hey. And um, what we're going to do, folks. An easy, not easy for me. No, not easy at all. Not easy for anyone. But that it might not be as hard for me to adjust is because I married a perfect social distancer. <laughs> I, I tell everyone that my wife invented social distancing with me years ago. <laughs> but let me sign off and tell everybody thanks for watching uh, Camel City Chat. We'll be back uh, with another episode here soon. I, I want to thank my guest, Ruth Hudspeth. And uh, as, as I've said many times, if you can watch us and check us out on YouTube, subscribe, like, etc. I greatly appreciate it. And Ruth, thanks for everything you do for Winston-Salem. Love, Love you too.